What is up, everybody? Welcome to NFTs in the Arena. You're with your hosts, Mike and John. John, what's going on, man? Hey, Mike, what's happening? And how's everybody doing? Yeah, hopefully they, they can answer. <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> <It's> brilliant. <laughs> We'll keep that in the recording. So, uh, I started off this week. I, I was mm. I was in some a lot of research in the, the the NFT in the sports space, and um, it's quite interesting. I think because also just by virtue of the conversations I'm having, a lot of people obviously think that this NFT phase is already gone out, and the NFT winter is in place. And obviously, it's like I explained in the previous episode. We've gone through this the cycle mm. with crypto and NFTs. I believe he's following suit. And yes. one thing that we are of the opinion on, especially from the sports finder side, is that sports NFTs aren't slowing down. And the NFTs in the sports arena are, it seems, the ones that initially pioneered it, like we spoke about before, but are mm. now still carrying it through this, this particular period in time. And an interesting study that I found was on a, a website from Sports Pro Media, where they spoke about the study that was essentially developed that showed that NFTs are helping power the sports memorabilia market. And I think it's valued at 20, $227 billion by 2032. Mm. So wow. obviously the idea of NFTs currently and last year specifically was allowing individuals to collect special moments in time with sports athletes in which they are fans of. Basically, like we did with Billy the, Derb, uh, Billy the Kid Derb with his collection, the two-time world um, boxing champion, where his fans will effectively buy his NFTs on the sports finder marketplace. Mm. But now, obviously, memorabilia, special moments in time. And the, I think there's so much more to this NFT industry than meets the eye. And I know you've been doing some research on the space yourself. Like, what are, you, what are your thoughts on how NFTs and sports can help maybe um, help take advantage of memorabilia? And what do you think forms part of this massive market cap that they envisioned by 2032? Well, I think it's just about uh, moving everything into the Web3 space, uh, like from a data collection point of view and a supply chain. So essentially, memorabilia could be physical or it could be digital. But that doesn't change the fact that an NFT can't be physical, if that makes sense. Like it's merely just about linking that physical object to a certain, um, should I say, code that is on the, the blockchain. So that's where I think yeah. they, they're moving because essentially everything can be quantified easier um, and it also can be processed easier or should I say more efficiently. So that's essentially what, what um, should I say, globalization is trying to look at. And from a, from a fan's perspective, this, this is just guaranteeing the, the authenticity of, of their memorabilia and at the same time, instilling a long-term sustainable relationship with that person through these um, smart contracts. So I think that's where the advantage is, is that they can keep connected with their, with their fan um, in, a, in a very fundamental way and also a very efficient way rather than the old school um, SMS campaigns, uh, email campaigns. Uh, marketing in general is going to become very solidified because everything's going to be running more uh, effortlessly and fluidly. So, yeah, that's where I see um, their, their projections with this 
this uh, kind of portfolio by that time is merely linked to the fact that it's all everything that's currently happening in, in the Web2 and uh, physical domain is just going to find its way onto that space in the long run. Yeah, just I think you articulated mm. that very well in a very interesting way. <laughs> sure. And I mean, later on in that article, it, mm. it kind of alluded to that, again, the MBA, which we've spoken mm. about before, how they pioneered the space. And quite recently, I think this past week, they partnered with Magic Johnson, who was obviously a very famous athlete um, for the NBA, for the Lakers and much um, mm. and other NBA teams. But what is interesting is that you've seen a lot of these sports cars, celebrities pioneering the space like Snoop Dogg and Magic Johnson now has um, obviously collaborated on the NBA Top Shot, which is the NFT um, site where they've partnered with the NBA to sell the athletes' NFTs. And I mean, this guy is um, obviously well out of re uh, in retirement and still a very big name to this day, particularly in the United States, where the majority of mm. the market is currently in the world. But like, uh, what I'm finding interesting is that these athletes now are seeing something that a lot, a lot of people are doing and they're using their, their network and their name and their brand to leverage this because I think the access to market now and to a, a greater audience is giving them the opportunity to take advantage of this. Uh, and I think it's incredibly fascinating. I mean, he's even gone into partner with this company called Simwin. It's basically a, a sports NFT platform where he's invested, it's, it's actually, like they term it, Magic Johnson invests in the metaverse gaming mashup of sports, esports, gaming web three. So essentially a platform that's a mashup of all of these things that we're talking about now. Mm. It's mm. incredible to see where the technology is going to go and Yes. how interactive this is going to be for fans because this is now when fans can start perhaps competing directly with the athletes on these certain mm. platforms it's, mm. and having that engagement and this is what the utility i think a lot of people speak about will amount to i totally agree bro it's it's the way it's going to be able to funnel um it's, you don't want to like try and create a metric in in in, in the the what should i say a hierarchy in the fan metric but there's there's just a nature that that's intrinsic and that will happen and that will happen should i say and this is what's going to allow the the artist or the the athlete to be able to engage with their their most uh, loyal fans and, and and be able to source them a lot easier than, than in the past and this is an idea that i, I thought about many years ago i was like it was in, in the music space. I just thought, how can, can artists engage with their, 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 their most um, loyal fans in, in a very vir virtual manner? You know, like, it's just interesting that how everything's panning out because it just seems that that is the level of understanding us as human beings can get to. And essentially what we can understand, we can code. And that's just how the... the the whole system works uh, in, in this this physics. <laughs> this should I say? Yeah. <laughs> Based on this physics. <laughs> yeah. So we're doing you know, the if, utmost. If you, if you want to learn about the physics of NFTs, this is the place that you come to. <laughs> yeah, we should actually do a very scientific version of it someday. You know, you know, they're just actually like talking about this. Like, I mean, 
there we would quite clearly be acting like we know what we're talking about when it comes mm -hmm. to what you were, you were just referring to. Yes. And what what is, is it saying, I was discussing this with a friend today, is that all these energy projects that blew up last year with these massive things where they were promising people you can effectively get equity or you're going to get a piece of the pie for this entity and this future vision. And we mm. can essentially leverage the funds in which we've generated via these NFTs to propel a project, Discord, Telegram, the works. Everyone, everyone that's watching this will know about that. Everyone that's been involved in this space, just even reading about it, will know that that is the route in which one would follow last year. Yes. And my point is that these, everyone was just creating this out of nothing and just following each other. It was like the sheep, literally. Mm, I mean, mm, it, mm, was, mm. it was interesting. And I mm. would imagine the dot-com boom having been the same back in 2000, right? And before that. 100%. 100%. Everyone just moving. And like, it, it was super fascinating to see. But what I what has obviously come to light now, a lot of these scammers and fraudsters are, are being um, investigated by the FBI in, in the United States, and I'm sure internationally. Yes. There was that 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 one porn star, I can't remember her name, that allowed, um, or she 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 allowed fans to supposedly have greater engagement with with private chats and um, what whatever it was. I can't remember the the details around it, but effectively she launched an NFT collection, people bought into it, and I think she raised over a million dollars. And the next day, she or next day or week, I don't know the timeline, but the fact is that she came out and effectively said, no, there's too many people, she's out. But she didn't return the money, right? And now yeah. she, 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 so obviously, like, mm -hmm. it was more serious things like that than like, there's a lot of fraudsters and scammers going around now. It's actually insane, dude. And the yes, scary thing yes, is yes, that yes. these guys will effectively um, not derail this movement in which we mm. are heading, but certainly dampen it and slow it down because the trust in which people uh, and the amount of investment that's going to be required to to maintain this, this Web3 space and cybersecurity mm. being a big part of that is going to be incredibly interesting. And I would love to see and love to know which way it's going to progress because I do believe that if this was not the case, the 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 progress of innovation would certainly be a lot more ahead than it is now yeah look i think uh, that totally makes sense bro and uh, i was listening to a podcast with with vitalik vitalik um and naval ravikant they were having a chat it was very deep dude but somewhere along the the, the chat they mentioned that or naval mentioned that the chain with the most decentralization will win in the end. So I, I thought about that. And that's essentially what will mitigate cyber, or should I say to a large degree, mitigate the cyber issue or cyber security issue. Um, purely because if the blockchain is very well coded and well designed, the opportunity for, for, for hackers to, to find a weak point, or should I say, find an opportunity, or should, and even just um, because there's two options in cybersecurity. There's either the, the point where people hack, or there's this this issue with fraudsters. Now that that's a community thing, dude. Like, unfortunately, if you're gonna have a weird person out there that has a large following, especially in that that space, they can easily leverage the community with M NFTs because that's what it's predicated on, essentially. You know, having a community support this 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 project, and uh, on the other hand, with the security issue, 
the better the chain is when it comes to the, the, the design, uh, the better the opportunity for not having cyber security issues. And this is where I believe Pulse Chain will, will be the, the chain that will supersede Ethereum uh, in the long run, purely because of that, that um, protective and well-code and well-designed chain, in my opinion. So in saying that, dude, do you, do you think that like now there's the celebrity and other celebrities that have done these NFT collections and effectively tarnish their name now, the, the example that I just gave, and you'll effectively get athletes doing this, mm. doing these campaigns. And I, my point is right. They, they are so vulnerable in this space. Like if something were to go wrong and the, the message in which they try to communicate with the NFT collection, was supposed to go out to their fans where the fans were paid and nothing amounted to it how that would derail their career my point is that a lot of athletes as much as they're looking to create different forms of revenue that i believe we will get to the point where the decisions they're making is just solely based on brand solely based on um, the commercial rights as opposed to playing the sport and you, you actually think that the sport will become more digital and less competitive in the physical realm, which mm. is maybe where the future will end up, right? I mm. think it's mm. interesting to just to think like the big picture around that, particularly yes. with sports and NFTs. Well, look, this is the beauty of, of determining what the, the character of the athlete or artist is, essentially. Um, if they're focusing more on the NFT and the, the monetary uh, perspective of it then it just tells you that perhaps they got into sport or artistry for 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 money and there's nothing wrong with that um no but th this is an interesting conversation i actually love to explore it so what you say now as a person a sportsman that's rather mm. pursuing money as opposed to actually a potential challenge or mm -hmm. being part of a bigger team but maybe not earning as much as the highest paid player they're yes. called mercenaries right and they mm -hmm. often refer to players like Cristiano Ronaldo, Paul Pogba, all these big players that are, are, will rather go to big teams in order to play money. But obviously Ronaldo, I don't think that applies to him, but guys like mm. um, Carlos Tevez when he left Manchester United to Manchester City to earn more money. Mm. And you've got guys that are leaving certain teams just to go earn more money and not having any respect for the club or the loyalty. Mm. The loyalty in teams is obviously gone. And I know we've spoken mm. about like Sir Alex Ferguson and Arsene Wenger, how they remained at clubs and that is that loyalty is no longer there. Mm. And you often see now the athletes are like these entertainers where they're posting with their fashion, their, their watches, their NFT collections and their crypto and whatever that may be awful image and the worst yeah. thing about it is being a Manchester United fan they know the social media FC they literally <laughs> will only sign a player if they know they can sign a, sell a certain amount of shirts they'll look at his social media engagement and you know in their in their in their shareholder meetings they talk about social media hits and they, they look at which players are more favored by the fans just by virtue of their interactions on social media mm -hmm. it's becoming so much about the brand and making money that it's definitely got to the point where people are thinking that sports is changing for the worse and not for the better. But obviously yeah. many people could argue that because the amount mm. of money that's going into this can be invested in grassroots infrastructure and the likes. But I do, I do think that the, 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 the more 
avenues in which an athlete can generate revenue might start distracting them from actually focusing on the thing that actually brought them to this point in their life. Mm. Yeah, I totally agree, dude. And uh, like, if you look back at the Roman Empire and if you just go through history, you'll find that um, sportsmen in general were, were high ego individuals. And I think it's still prevalent today. Um, like for me, it was what was an interesting thing that I came across was Benfica is one of the most profitable um, clubs. No, they are the most profitable club in Europe when it comes to transfers. And if you look deeper at the reason why, you'll find that because Portugal has a very good relationship with Brazil, um, due to their past, a lot of Brazilians have an easy opportunity to get into Portugal. So what, what you find is that there's a, there's a high input of Brazilians coming into Benfica and they upskill them and then they sell them for high. So you'll find that just because of the, the nature of Brazilian football, they're more about the game. Like they're playing with <laughs> their poor country, they're playing with tennis balls. They're playing with flat balls, bro. They're, they're playing on sand. It's about the game there. And then you find that these are the best players in the world. They're getting sold for the most. If you really do the research, you'll see that the most sold players, 50% roughly is from Brazil. If you look at their, 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 their grassroots. And this is interesting, dude. Because it's, it's, it's speaking more about the game versus when they come into Europe, they grow up and they, they find that it is all about the, the, the decadence of, of the sport because you are already good. You can maintain your, your talent through all this other bullshit that's happening because look at it. There are still players that, that bring it despite their social and all that. But is it the best potential that the team has were that to be taken away? I think the person that effectively mastered that was Cristiano Ronaldo. He was able mm. to handle both worlds, dude, and he yeah. completely executed that, much like David Beckham did, right? And mm. then you get other players like Neymar, who focus so much on the money to go to PSG, a worse league than the, the Spanish league, which is not the top league in the world anymore anyway. Mm -mm. Mm -mm in the pursuit of money and the hope of all this fame and being the person and no longer being in the shadow of Messi at the time in Barcelona. And I didn't, he hasn't won the Champions League. He hasn't reached the heights. He hasn't won the Ballon d'Or. If he mm. had just stayed at Barcelona and focused on that and just been okay with not... With, I understand he felt like he was in the shadow of Messi and I, I, mm. I understand that. But I do think he maybe should have gone to a better team in a better mm. league, right? Yeah, and it's 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 it's, it's in line with this the, this this modern day player, right? Mm. And I can see them with their NFTs and stuff, but I, I've also noticed a lot of them had collections and they just dead in the water because the athletes weren't willing to actually advertise these NFTs. It's such a common thing, and it's partly due to this ego that you're referring to. I mm. don't really want to post this because it's not in line with my brand and me with my fashion and my training. Mm. Meanwhile, that they don't realize that if they were to back their own collection, they would generate so much money. And we've seen this with mm. many athletes, mm. a lot of the athletes in the NFT space. If you aren't educating them to educate their audience, 
you're not going to sell these NFTs because what they mm. just need to realize is that even if you go on a platform that has no audience or you go on a platform that has a massive audience, the people that are likely to buy your NFT are your fans and your and the people that appreciate the sport and, we, and the team that you are a part mm. of. Mm. And I've just I've just seen that they uh, some athletes just because they're in this bubble in the in this the center of um, egotism, call it that. It's difficult for them to actually leverage the full value of the NFTs. Yes, guaranteed, dude. Because there is a real science there that that's going to be beneficial for everyone involved in the future. It's guaranteed, almost. <laughs> Unless we, we we go into a doomsday, but it's literally guaranteed based on the the technology of, of, of blockchain and NFTs. It's a guaranteed thing, bro. It's a it's it's it will be installed. Whether the people, whether the fraudsters or the hacksters are around, they will find they they're gonna just meet the legal system just the way that it might even be more efficient. Who knows? But yes, that's an opportunity for someone to figure out. But right now, I think there's there's it's happening, and um, for athletes to to you see, I think what what is a bit confusing for them is that they might not see the true essence of the utility and look at it as an opportunity, what should I say, a, a, a possibility that they can lead their fans astray. For instance, if they tell these people, hey, get into the system, there might be some fans that sell their homes or their policies or take out uh, uh, loans to, to jump into these things. And for instance, if we go into a, a bear market, their portfolio drops and all of a sudden they have a, a vendetta against this athlete or this artist saying, ah, see, man, my best player. All of a sudden, you know what I mean? Like, and then there's this, this, this disparity <laughs> with the, the, the player and the, the fan. So I think that's maybe where some of them are thinking, oh, no, I don't want to like actually get into the finance point of things and lead people astray. Mm -hmm. But then there's that option of memorabilia and the, the, op the opportunity for investment. But then there's also the other opportunity for, like we spoke about, with ticketing, where, where now you can get... You know, your, your, your fans can get in touch with you through this, this, this system that's so well engaged. Why wouldn't people want to do that? So I think it's speak about that conversation. Like how can we, 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 we uh, separate this distance that we have with our fans as athletes and as artists through this NFT utility? And I think if that starts to become the conversation, it's going to become more widespread and um, eventually that, that memorabilia, the, collector, uh, the, the collectors and the investments is going to happen. They are going to always be that. There's always traders, there's always people in that space. But for us to, to see that it's completely ubiquitous to that only is being naive. I think it's probably only 5%, uh, much like social media. Social media, maybe it's taken a big portion, but... Right now, big corporates only see it as a 5% or maybe 10% of their marketing portfolio. You know? I think, just dude, I think that, that was actually wonderfully, wonderfully put, should I say. Um, <laughs> and I think what I would end off on now is you touched on something so important and I think it, it cannot be emphasized enough, particularly towards the athletes. The fans are the lifeblood of sport. 
Yes. You are put on this pedestal by virtue of who you are as an athlete, but also by how you perceive by the individuals that are supporting you and following you. So mm. it's in your best interest to find ways like creating NFTs and launching collections and providing the utility post the sale to your fans in order for them to have greater engagement. Because that's what people want. Everyone wants mm. to see the back room of a change room. Everyone wants to be in the dressing room before a game to hear what's said, after a game when they win, after a game when they lose. Everyone wants to be a part of that. That's why we fans. And I think yes. closing this, this distance, which you spoke about mm. now, is what sports finders trying to do. It's trying to bridge that gap now and allow the fans to truly engage with the athletes that are selling on the platform. So on that note, Jonah, we've come to amazing. Brilliant. To everyone that's um, watching us, please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We really appreciate the followers. And yeah, please continue to, to follow us in the next week's episode. Jonah, any closing remarks as we normally do? Oh man, yes. There was something I came across in a book by uh, Carlos Castaneda. Um, Did you prepare this? No, 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 it just came into my mind because I knew you were going to oh, ask okay, me. Okay, and cool. I was like, hold on, there's only one thing that's been on my mind. <laughs> and it was this, there was a yeah. quote by Don Juan and it was like, you know, when you, when you face um, an indecision about what path to take, always question whether the path you choose has heart. Simple. <laughs> Shut up, brother. I love it. I love it. All right. Thanks, everyone. See you next Much week. Much love. Shut. See you later.